Hey everybody, this is Daniel Patrick and this is episode number 134 of the Mandolins of Beer podcast brought to you in part by my favorite website, The Mandolin Cafe. Hope you are all doing great today. I want to thank everybody who sent along uh, some well wishes to me uh, for the for the pinch nerve in the neck. And actually, it's really kind of affected everything, um, even editing this podcast. You know, one of my favorite parts, and I know just from emails from everybody, a lot of people's favorite parts are hearing different sound clips and stuff like that. But unfortunately, I just couldn't even, it would have taken me 10 hours to get to it. Just even trying to deal with this mouse right now is is been a nightmare and making my hands and fingers numb, or hand and fingers numb on my right hand. I've been able to play, it's been just a, it's been a super bummer. So anyway, I'm glad to be getting this out here. Uh, it's a little bit late, but better late than never. Uh, I'm getting ready also in just like an hour to interview all of Mr. Sun to talk about their incredible new album that comes out in just a few weeks. So this episode with Jake Howard is great. Jake is excellent. And the work he put into all these uh, transcriptions he's done recently have it's, it's mind bending. And um, I was just listening to the Picky Fingers podcast today it's a banjo podcast by my buddy keith also from michigan if you play banjo it's it's a great podcast to check out even if you don't and his guest this week is ricky meyer and he ricky meyer went to berkeley for a while and well a semester it seems and one of the things that one of the professors said in one of his classes was like if you can transcribe music yourself uh, you can teach yourself everything you could learn in berkeley and so we talk a bit about transcription here, and Jake is one of the best, that's for sure. And he's also been super cool. He's given me two copies, two songs to give away or post on the website. So two transcriptions. I put it on Instagram and Facebook a little bit ago. So I'll wait to update my website until tomorrow. So if you want one of these songs to be made available to you for free, you can just go to Instagram or Facebook or shoot me an email and tell me which one or two songs you'd like to see from Not All Who Wander Are Lost. And then I will put the PDFs as a free download at mandolinsandbeer.com through the kindness of Jake. And again, just to get the full version of all of these books, you can go to Jake's Patreon. It is only $5 a month and you'll have access to all that and a bunch of other really, really cool stuff as well. So I'm going to do the ads here and get you into the podcast so I can lay down. All right. Peghead Nation. Peghead Nation's streaming video courses in mandolin, guitar, banjo, fiddle, do-ro, ukulele, and bass. You can learn bluegrass, old-time, and other styles from some of the most talented players and instructors in Roots music. Sharon Gilchrist, Joe K. Walsh, Mike Compton, John Reichman, Aaron Weinstein, Marla Fibish, and Chad Manning. They take you all the way from beginner to advanced. They've got theory and all sorts of really, really good stuff there. And, and to be honest with you... Just the video performances are killer as well. And aside from the fact that you can get the high-quality multi-angle video lessons, downloadable notation, tab, play-along tracks, and all the tunes and songs to play, if you join any of Peghead Nation video courses now, you get your first month for free. Just go to pegheadnation.com and use the promo code MANDOLINBEER at checkout. That's MANDOLINBEER, all one word. Northfield Mandolins, let's build more than a mandolin together. Check out their website at northfieldmandolins.com. Download their app at mandosummit.app for lots of special performance recordings, demonstrations, and special workshops. Also, don't forget their Instagram. Ear Trumpet Labs, they're also sponsoring this week. Thank you to Ear Trumpet Labs. They hand-build microphones in Portland, Oregon. Their mics are beautifully designed, have great feedback rejection for live use, and the most natural tone you'll find for acoustic instruments. Check them out at eartrumpetlabs.com today, or check them out at pretty much any live show you ever go to. Seems like every band out there worth their salt has got an Ear Trumpet Labs microphone somewhere on the stage at some point during their performances. 
Ellis Mandolins, handcrafted mandolins, designed and built in Austin, Texas. You all seem to have seen that picture I posted on Instagram and Facebook of the beautiful hummingbird headstock that Tom did. Man, functional works of art, I believe someone posted when they, uh, as a comment there, and they are 100% correct. Those mandolins sound and look beautiful. Check them out on Instagram as well. And someday, maybe you'd like to build your own mandolin, and you can do that if you go to SiminoffBooks.com and get Roger Siminoff's incredible book, The Ultimate Bluegrass Mandolin Construction Manual, now in its fourth edition. It's only $44.95. It's got 21 full-size F5 construction drawings. It's got 330-plus color photographs, tap tuning and deflection techniques, color shading, musical frequency charts, spiral bound, it's, it's incredible, and it's on the bench and bookshelves of a ton of your favorite builders. So go to SiminoffBooks.com now and get your copy today. And Elderly Instruments in my home state of Michigan. Elderly Instruments is your trusted source for new, used, and vintage fretted and stringed instruments. For the experienced to beginner player, their vast selection of mandolins, guitars, banjos, ukuleles, and did I say mandolins? Includes all of the accessories and books to go with them. All instruments are inspected and set up for easy playability, and their down-to-earth and knowledgeable staff are there for your help. They're in their 50th year. They're family-owned and operated. They ship worldwide, and you can visit anytime at elderly.com. You can even call them at 517-372-7880. They really are some of the most helpful people you'll ever find. You can ask them questions about any instrument or any anything with instruments. They're really, really great. So elderly.com. All right, let's get into this episode with Jake. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Jake for uh, for doing this. He's obviously super busy, as you're going to hear. Let's get into the episode. Cheers, everybody. All right, man, now it is my pleasure to welcome back, not just a great mandolin player, but maybe one of the nicest people I've had the opportunity to meet uh, in my life, uh, Jake Howard. Jake, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to uh, excited to be back on the podcast. Oh, I'm excited to have you back, especially for the reasons that we are that we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, um, you've been really, really busy with the the Henhouse Prowlers, and you got something really cool coming up here. So why don't you tell us what's going on with the band and what your next couple couple weeks look like? Oh yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a madhouse. Uh, so the Prowlers, we have been really fortunate to be in touch with the Earl Scruggs Center uh, in Shelby, North Carolina. And they actually asked us, a bunch of uh, Chicagoans and Northerners, uh, to come <laughs> down. I know, it's, it's, it's amazing. We're, we're really honored. But they asked us to come down and, and teach about 1,100 students in the uh, Cleveland County area uh, next week at the Don Gibson Theater. It's a beautiful theater. Uh, so we'll be busting these kids in. We have a presentation with scripts and a PowerPoint that we're going to be showing the kids. And we're going to be teaching them about bluegrass and why Cleveland County has been a very, very important part of not just bluegrass music, but just American folk music in general. You got the Piedmont Blues. Uh, Earl Scruggs grew up about 10 miles west of there. Uh, so it's just a really fascinating uh, place for, for acoustic folk music. That's great. And especially with, I mean, the arts funding for years and years and years and years, like whenever they need to trim for a school budget, it's never the track that they take away from or the football uniforms. It's the uh, it's the music program. And I think it's really honorable that you guys are letting them know what they might not have any idea about the area that they live in and how rich it is in music history. 
Yeah. And we, and we want to really help the students realize that, you know, that part of the country is, you know, after the mills left in the seventies and, you know, it's definitely, it was a, it was a hard time for that, that part of the country uh, kind of going through an identity crisis of, you know, what do we do next? <laughs> what, what do our communities do? And it, it was, it was a problem. And so, you know, we want these kids to be really excited about where they come from. Uh, Cause it's really a, a, an amazing place. It's, it's so steeped in history. And then, then after that you have gigs and then you're going to be recording with Westbound Situation. Yeah. Westbound Situation is the other group that I'm in. Uh, we're kind of all over the place right now. We have someone in Bloomington, uh, someone in Ann Arbor, someone in New York city. I'm still in Ohio. So kind of spread out, but we're actually getting together in Bloomington, Indiana to record uh, our next album, which is uh, their second album. This will be my first album with this, this lineup. Um, um, and it's just, it's music. That's so, so fun to play. Those guys are the cutting edge of acoustic music. This is great. So they had to get a replacement for you because you were on the road with the hen house prowlers and the replacement for Jake in this band for the gig in Savannah was Mike Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing, man. Oh man. And you know what's funny is is we we had this this thing planned and I was on the road with the prowlers, so I couldn't I couldn't make it, which was a bummer because Savannah Music Festival, if you're not familiar, is one of my favorite festivals. Like it is just they do such a good job. It's so professional for both the audience members and the artists. And uh, I was bummed that I couldn't go. And then I received the news that Mike Marshall would be filling in. And I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm kind of okay with this. This is kind of really cool. This is such an honor. And I made, I made sure that they recorded the rehearsals with Mike so I could, uh, so I could listen to what he's doing over the stuff and maybe steal, steal a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> Your sub. <laughs> yeah. My, my sub. <laughs> and then I, I think is your place, does your bass player play with Kittle and co as well? Yeah, he actually just got done. I don't, I don't know if he's doing it anymore. But that that specific run, he did, he did a run with Kittle and Co for about two weeks, I think. Yeah, I saw him in Savannah. He is Jacob Warren. If you don't know who that is, he's the bass player in Westbound Situation and the guy we're talking about. One of the best uh, upright bass players that I've ever not only seen but get to play with like it's he's so good he makes it sound like a fiddle it's stupid it really is stupid yeah it, he is and he's a listener man you could just see yeah. i mean he was like he's just looking at everybody and listening at all times he was phenomenal i mean the whole kittle and cole band was mind-bending and then and then after that was mr sun which i was like holy cow just Ugh. when you didn't think it could get any better <laughs> right it was just like and they they have a new they have a new yeah, they have a new album coming out. Mr. Sun does. Yeah. I, 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 is it out yet? It is, is it not out, out yet, but I'm going to have a multi-person episode coming up pretty quickly here uh, about that. And it's, I don't know if you've heard it yet. I was lucky enough to, uh, oh, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. I was lucky to get a copy from Daryl and whew, right. man, worth the wait. Right, totally. And they, they've been sitting on this album for a little bit and when Joe shared it with me, I'm like, you guys are sitting on this. Like it's, it's not out yet. Are you crazy? I know. Yeah. It's the, uh, the music business, man. But yeah, I think yeah. they were selling copies too. It, it's going to be out for everyone, but I think they were, had copies to sell at shows too. So people have been able to pick it up and start to hear it, but it is just so good. I, I, yeah, I love it. So yeah, it's, it's the best. So 
dude, you are the most hardworking person. For one, you you're always playing. You're on the road. You 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 know you're doing the video stuff, and you have put out three things of transcriptions. I don't want to say books because it's just it's like PDFs, but it's compilations and. So the first one you did, which I thought was pretty advantageous, was the Tony Rice, and where you transcribed the Tony Rice solos from the, um, is it Tony Rice plays bluegrass guitar? Yeah, plays and sings bluegrass, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what were you thinking on that one? Yeah. (laughs) You know, after looking back on it, man, that that was... uh... That's one. That was probably the hardest one, to be honest. Really? Because uh, you're, yeah, you're you're translating a guitar solo to mandolin, and that's just some of the things just do not fit well. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> they just don't work. Uh, uh, but I did it anyways, and and the reason behind that was, you know, I started a YouTube channel earlier this year, and I wanted to start studying players really in depth and kind of getting a sense of how they solo and how they approach music, and. You know, I thought I could do I could do a bunch of mandolin players, and that'll happen. Uh, currently happening right now, but I'm like, let's start off with with someone who was just influential to bluegrass music in general, and who actually sadly passed away just a year before I started the channel, the YouTube channel. He passed away in uh, 2020. Uh, Tony Rice, and you know, one of the best bluegrass guitar players, and just so influential, and in, and in, in pretty much anyone who plays bluegrass's life. Um, so. I thought, what better than to transcribe some of his solos and kind of dive a little bit into into his musical personality, and uh, yeah, that that those transcriptions were they, they were tough. They were I had I learned them all and and you know kind of took things here and there, but my goodness, was he an incredible player? Yeah, and just the uh, again like the scope of I love um, transcribing all sorts of. Things obviously not to the the degree that you're doing. I look like caveman scrawling on paper, <laughs> but like um, you know, like I love learning like saxophone solos or and things like that. But I get so frustrated when you're in the midst of working something out and then they go lower than your G, and you're like, ah, now I got to replace and reposition all of this stuff uh, to make it work for this little instrument. So uh, I mean, Tony Rice before the mandolin players is. Just a like, what a choice, man! <laughs> what? How yeah, I- it was. It was really bold. It was probably not the smartest choice, but I'm not. You know, I'm not the brightest. But I was like, ah, I'll go. I'll go for it. I'll try it. <laughs> how long did that one take you? That one was. That one came together relatively quick. I probably spent being my first one and kind of like I'm really used to. To, I use Sibelius, which is a, a notation software. Also, I'd like to make a plug to to MuseScore, M-U-S-E uh, Score. Uh, it's a free software that that if you're interested in transcribing, it's it's really really great. Uh, but I use Sibelius just because I'm used to it, uh, and I have all my shortcuts and stuff, so it's easy. But you know, I I started kind of inputting the solos, and and it didn't take too long. I probably got through those solos in about. 20 hours maybe wow. uh but that that's just the transcriptions the thing that takes the longest and we're going to talk about this with the the Thiele book in a little bit is the formatting and getting the book to look actually pretty <laughs> instead of just a uh you know a file straight from Sibelius right um, right and luckily I have I have a, a 
girlfriend who's great with uh, making things look really pretty. And she helped me with all these books. So a big shout out to, to Brenda for that. Oh, that's um, awesome. Thank you, Brenda. Yeah, she, yeah right. <laughs> she, she makes it look pretty and I, I kind of do the grunt work. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I want to go on the record right now saying these are all unofficial. By the way, these books we are about to talk about, these are like a labor of love. These aren't something that you've gone out and, and published and bound and put into music stores. This is just something that you've done and you're kind enough to share these on your Patreon. If, if you follow Jake on Patreon, you have access to these um, for free for following him on Patreon. And I think that's amazing, but also very important to put out there that these, you know, are unsanctioned. These are just a labor of love by you, which is even more respectful, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would also like to point out too, if you want uh, the Tony Rice one is actually free. It was up on Mandolin Cafe. Oh, that's right. I'll put a link. So, Oh yeah, so that one is 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 free to anyone. Anyone that wants to see Tony Rice on the mandolin, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a copy of it. I got it the minute you put it up there, and then nice. um, so then, as if that's not enough, then sleep with one eye open. The Chris Thiele and Michael Dave's album comes uh, of available, and I'm like, what is going on? This is amazing. Like, what a great album. Now, is it my favorite Thiele album? No, but it's in the top. And we'll get to my favorite yeah. Thiele album in a minute. But there's so much great playing on that. So how then did you decide, okay, it wasn't enough that I just spent 20 hours in of my life on this Tony Rice project. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with, I'm going to do this Michael Daves and Chris Thiele book. Or yeah, album. Well, well, yeah, well, the Tony Rice thing, you know, I, I did that for about a month. There's, there's videos on YouTube and, and whatnot. And I, after that month, I, I, not that I'm done with Tony Rice, there's so much to go through, but you know, I want to keep some more interesting con content coming. And I asked, I asked people on, on Patreon what they'd like to see next. And, you know, I put up, I think it was Sam Bush, Ronnie McCurry and, and Chris Thiele. It was kind of a big question because I, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, I knew it. I knew it. And, and it was really close between Sam and, and Thiele. And I'm going to look at all those artists at some point. Sure. Thiele, you know, ran away with, with the votes. And I was like, oh, boy. Uh, I'm a big Thiele nerd since I started playing. And, and I know a lot of his music uh, just because I, I listened to it. And I, you know, I transcribed it a long time ago in a way that made sense to me. Uh, the caveman transcriptions, like, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did the caveman transcriptions for a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I thought, what should I start with? And I wanted to, instead of going straight for the hardcore Thiele stuff, uh, I went straight to the bluegrass part of it. Cause we just talked about Tony Rice and then, you know, kind of along that same path. Uh, I think this album was the closest to, to that. Um, and so I just started transcribing. I was going to do a few of them. Uh, to be honest, I was not going to do the whole album. And then I'm sort of a, uh, you, you know, I'm a nut for these kind of things. So as soon as I started doing a few of them, all of a sudden I found myself like watching basketball at night or whatever sport was on and, and starting to transcribe uh, even more of them. And I'm like, all right, I got halfway through and I'm like, I'm just going to do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> no matter how long it takes, I'm going to do the whole thing. <laughs> And so I ended up doing the whole thing and I was like, okay, this is, this is actually pretty cool. And this one surprisingly was probably the easiest out of all of them. Uh, the reason being is I've listened to this album so much. This came out 
uh, about a year or so after I started playing the mandolin a year or two. And it just like, I listened to it so much back in the day that, you know, if you looked at my iTunes back in 2012 or 11, when this came out, uh, you would see that I repeated these songs, uh, over a hundred times, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I also, uh, also gave it, uh, heavy listens. <laughs> right. And I knew, I knew like, I knew all the solos after I start, after I started like transcribing them and slowing them down a bit. I'm like, I already know these, like, I know what's coming next, which made the process super easy. Um, so that was probably as weird as it sounds was the easiest out of, out of the books so far. Then, then you decide and put out not all who wander are lost. My favorite Thiele album by I I can't I mean it's just the top one by far it it came at a very influential place in my life and made me realize like the the different things you could do with a mandolin and I when I worked for Barnes and Noble I was telling you this earlier you know you could just type in subject mandolin and then you could sort like by date so you could see all the new release mandolin books that the publishers were going to be putting out or whatever and I'm not, I, I would always just wait, be like, this has got to become a book. I mean, everybody, this is like the mandolin album of this era and nothing. And then on the Facebook, <laughs> I see your post. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing, yeah. man. Um, I, whoa, I cannot wow. believe this was, wasn't out earlier. Like this should have been can't out either. immediately after that album came out. I, I agreed. It should have come with the album. <laughs> right, yeah. It should have just mailed with the album. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, after transcribing it, I see why it wasn't, because the amount of work that went into that, ugh, it gives me a headache. Um. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't, I can't imagine. And so you, d- you, did, you did the Sleep With The One I Open. Was like not all who wander? Was that like, I'm going to uh, tackle this one next? Or what what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Well, it kind of started in the same manner. It's like I, I transcribed song for a young queen because I was going to post a YouTube video of, of how to play that song. Cause it's just one of the, one of the great mandolin tunes out there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, and it's, just filled with so much incredible technique and tone and playing. Oh yeah. The technique. Yeah. The technique behind that alone is like, you should learn this just for the cross picking part of it. But I finished that one and um, then someone, I, I think someone asked for Wolf Creek Pass 2 and that one I transcribed a long time ago, but it was, it was a really rough transcription. So I, I redid it and got it looking a lot better. Did you have that? Had you posted that? Because you, you had done before, you know, when you, I think maybe when you were still at Berkeley, I think you were posting like transcriptions yeah. on Mandolin Cafe. Right? Uh-huh. You can still find you can still find my old transcription, which is really rough. There's probably <laughs> some mistakes in there as well. I've uh, got it in my iPad, I'm sure. Um, yeah. You know, like I would always save all those PDFs, and you were you were really good then. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was. I there was definitely I did one with Jess and Mine's Real Two that had a bunch of mistakes, and I'd look back on it, and I'm like, oh man, so bad. But also, like, you know, I was just this is how you get good at things is you do it a bunch and you make mistakes and. I'm sure I'm still making mistakes, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then, so how many hours do you think this one took you? 
boy. Uh, so someone asked me this on Reddit, and I, I think I said sixty to seventy hours, and I think that was an, uh, that was way under, to be honest. Um, just because like I'm a pretty pretty big stickler for getting exactly what he played and the right fingerings, and you know I I do a bunch of research on YouTube looking for videos of him playing this, and over the years it's so fascinating because like. I look at his Bach playing over the years and he's changed a bunch of uh, things like a bunch of fingerings, how he plays things, how he phrases things. And he's done the same thing with some of this work is like, I'll listen to the CD and I'm like, that's not the same fingering as say this YouTube video of him playing it live a couple of years ago. Like it's really fascinating uh, to, to look at all that. Uh, but I mean, I would say just the transcriptions, uh, not even the format. I mean, the transcriptions probably took me 60 to 70 hours. And then on top of that, the formatting takes about the same amount of, maybe a little bit less, maybe 30 to 30 hours for the formatting of the songs and getting the, the chords right and it make it look pretty. And then on top of that, probably five hours to make the book look like a book. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so the reason I can do all this is uh, one lack of sleep which is probably not the best thing for me, but that's okay. Uh, this content needs to be out. Uh, and the other thing is I, you know, I spend a lot of time in a van, uh, when I'm not driving the van, uh, you kind of sit there twiddling your thumbs and, uh, you can, or you can choose to transcribe one of Feely's best records, uh, and spend a lot of time doing that. So, uh, you can ask any of the bandmates in Henhouse Prowlers and they'll say, uh, why, yes, I saw Jake working on this for five hours in the van today. And it was probably, he got, he probably got like, I don't know, a page or two done. Wow. When you're transcribing in a van, are you doing it with instrument in hand? You know, what's funny is a lot of these songs I've been playing for a long time. So mm -hmm. I have an idea of, of where he's going for. So actually not really. A lot of this is, is slightly slowed down and then I'll, I'll try to get it by ear first and then after i do that I'll, I'll double check it and then i'll look for you know i'll listen for fingerings and have my instrument out then just to kind of get an idea of that so that, it's a mixture it really is that's amazing to me there's a you might know him do you know brad phillips Phil yeah yeah so brad plays in my um tom petty tribute bluegrass thing that i have oh nice and um so we've flown him down to charleston we played him in michigan and he worked with mark o'connor a bunch and mark asked him to transcribe something for a camp he did it on a flight with you know with no fiddle just listening and then typing it into a computer i'm like that just blows my mind <laughs> the fact, yeah. like you I mean, know. it's funny if you ask me to do this with any other instrument I'd, I'd have a way harder time, uh, but I, I just listen to so much mandolin that you kind of start to get an idea of what things sound like on the mandolin, like what a B note sounds like. You kind of like, I don't have perfect pitch, uh, so don't even ask me to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I feel like on the mandolin, I have really good relative pitch. Like you can play a note and I can, I can guess what string you're playing it on mm -hmm. roughly. Sure. Um, I'd love to know your process from kind of start to finish on a tune and how you approach it. And again, realizing yeah. not everybody's going to tackle song for young queen, <laughs> but well, they um, don't have to anymore. Yeah, they don't have to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, yeah. yeah, you know, 
what like what software you use how you how you do it you know obviously do you ever handwrite it or do you just use the computer let's start with just pick a tune and and how you approached it yeah well let's let's pick uh we'll pick song for a young queen because that's just a great tune great tune. and uh uh so we'll start with the basics uh it really helps to know the song uh by heart to a degree uh just by listening to it a bunch i've i've before transcribing this i can't tell you how many times i've i've listened to this song um so just just having an open ear and and approaching it with that mindset of even if you don't know what chord is happening or or how he's playing something just being like oh i know how that sound feels to me and so if he goes back to that sound in the song you you know kind of where he is um and if you're if you're just my process is a little bit different now that now that I'm a little bit more familiar with how mandolin. I still feel like I'm. You always have to be a student. Uh, I still feel like I'm a beginner on the mandolin in a lot of ways. Well, that's why you're so. Uh, that's and, why you're so good. That's the secret, yeah, man. It, Everybody's working, still working on learning because they don't feel they're good enough, and that's what makes a uh, great player great. Absolutely. Like you look at Mike Marshall, he is one of the biggest students. Like I, I talk to him and I'm always so inspired. He's always nitpicking things. Or like Joe K. Walsh is another great example of, of someone who's a student of the game. He, he, of anybody, you know, he's always tech, like texting me questions and, and asking everyone around him. And that just goes to show like he was my mentor in college. So I learned a lot of stuff I know from him and I, I owe him a lot, but he's still questions things and ask people about music and it's just so cool to see uh see a hero like someone like joe still ask questions from people and, and still tries to figure out things uh so that that kind of hopefully you know brings me to to be the same in in my mindset of i w- always want to be a student of of the mandolin so what uh what soft like what software do you use to slow these down? Yeah, so so this is a great question, uh, and I have a really great story behind this. So so when I was when I was just starting out and trying to learn this, these these things back in I don't know what was 2011, uh, YouTube had a, a beta version of their slowdowner. So if you don't know about this, it's it's life changing. So go to a YouTube video, click on the gear. It's going to be in the lower right hand corner of your options. There's going to be a playback speed option. And that playback speed option, you can customize uh, to whatever speed you want. Uh, but back then, I think it was only uh, uh, 75%, uh, 50% slowdown, and maybe they had a few speed up options. Um, but I would listen to people's albums on YouTube or, or live videos, and I would slow it down just so I could see what was happening. Cause it's like when it's going by at full pace as a beginner, you're like, it gets overwhelming <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> and so, so being able to slow them down, like YouTube, I always, I always tell people YouTube was my first teacher. I didn't have a mandolin teacher until I actually got to college and YouTube got me through all of that. I basically, you know, there were some instructional videos on YouTube, but most of it was me looking at that's people who I considered heroes and, and slowing, slowing their stuff down and, it you know i feel really lucky to be alive in the era that i am because i got to do that i know people back in the day had to slow down vinyl and that <laughs> right. sounds like a 
huge pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Trying to find where Maybe you were. Maybe that's why they're all you... so good, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, YouTube was my great teacher, and being able to slow down these videos is, is how I learned. So, playing off of that, most of the CDs that I listen to are, are also on YouTube. You type in the artist's name and the song, you can pop it up. And I actually have this uh, plugin. Uh, I use Google Chrome. So it's called Video Speed Controller. And you download it, and this it happens with uh, YouTube videos, but also any HTML video that you're watching on a website. Uh, I have my SMD key. I can slow down any video by the press of a button, uh, press these two buttons. And so all of a sudden, instead of having to go into my options for uh, YouTube, like that gear selection and click playback speed, and it's a big pain in the butt, now I can just click these SMD buttons and move forward or move move backwards pretty quick i just added uh, it while we're talking to my chrome bar <laughs> i did not yeah, know oh, about it's, this <laughs> it's it's so good it is it is life-changing so add it to your chrome bar i know you went silent there and i'm like oh i bet he's adding it 100 percent <laughs> uh so this works with like i have Thiele posted a video of uh what's familiarity oh the yeah intro to that mm-hmm. like a, a couple months ago of him practicing that and I thought it's just so cool because it's just it's just him and I got to see the fingering for once. And I actually have uh I, I actually wrote out the whole intro to that. I'm gonna post that. Maybe I'll post that on Patreon today. Oh nice um, man. I'm, I'll make it I'll make it free. So anyone who wants to just click on my Patreon link, you don't have to join, but uh familiarity, the whole intro will be on Patreon. In his fingerings, which took took a while. <laughs> <laughs> But you can slow down those videos with this program. It's it's just so cool. Yeah, cool, man. I've used a gear before, but never the, uh, I didn't know this controller. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's life-changing. And then, uh, like I said earlier, I use, I use Sibelius as my notation software just because I'm familiar with it. There's no, there's no great software, uh, notation software. They're all slightly pain, pains in the butt. Uh, Finale is another one that's, that's also a pain in the butt. MuseScore is probably one of the, it's honestly one of the best and it's free. It's so, free. I was going to say, that's the other thing yeah. besides being a pain in the butt, they're expensive. Yep. And so this one is, this one's MuseScore is free. And I would highly suggest that if you're, if you're getting started or if you just want to transcribe stuff, not on paper. You know, what's nice about the, like MuseScore too. And I find when, when um, I'll put something into a computer, it, it really does teach you a little bit about, how to read music because you can play it back and you can see if you've notated it correctly. And if you didn't, you can go back and fix it and be like, Oh, that's why, because that's a 16th note in this run of eighth notes, you know? And you're like, yes, you know, it's really a good educational tool. Oh, it is. That's, it's one of the best ways to learn. Like you can write music on paper, but if it's, it's, you can't play that back without having some, some music theory, uh, <laughs> right. Background, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's wild. So you, so you just, and so you do all these on YouTube, that YouTube speed control, that's how you've done them all. Or do you have like another program that you eventually go to, to fine tune or anything, or is it just straight YouTube? No, it's, it's pretty much just straight YouTube the whole time. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And it's just, it works, you know, YouTube's just so simple. It just has, you know, it has the, the playback bar with the seconds. So you can go back a second or two seconds. It's just really convenient. Uh, I will, I will give a pitch. I actually did use, there's one more I used, uh, but it's on my phone. 
they do make it for computer, but it's just amazing slow downer. Uh, another classic program. It's just it's it's a it's a wee bit expensive for the computer. I think it's fifty bucks. Uh, I mean, worth it, but it's ten bucks on the phone. I think, and or maybe fifteen, and then fifty on the computer. And it's it's expensive for for the program, but I mean, it's it's also very good. I have a whole bunch of slowdowners, by the way. So like I have like transcribe, which I the, is like the first thing I ever bought for a computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's pretty good because I love it because you can um, look at the sound file and you can expand the sound file. And it will actually sometimes like if you're listening, like sometimes jazz stuff can be a real mess to listen to. It will give you note um, guesses and chord guesses, which is actually it's oh, actually cool. surprisingly cool. But it was not cheap. And but it, every time I've gotten a computer, I just saved the password and I upload it and works like a charm. And then, um, awesome. uh, but you have to own the music. You can't, you know, you have to have it on your computer. Amazing. And that's the thing with amazing slow downer. Yeah. You can use Spotify or Apple Music. Exactly. Uh, which is great. Which is great. But I do want to give another shout out to one of my favorites. And you might find this feature interesting. So this one's called Any Tune. And again, you have to have the music has to be like on your iPad or your phone. But they have a function on there where it gives you this little square and, and you go to it and you can actually find the instrument frequency and you can isolate just that instrument and hear like, again, like you can break down like, oh, I can hear just, you know, Grisman right now or, or something like that as opposed to anything else, which is kind of cool to um dig into some exact notes if you want to get super nerdy like i do for my scrawls <laughs> oh i know i'm oh, i knew there was going to be some nerd out there that was going to do that That's yeah awesome. it's That's pretty really cool. cool and again it's I, I think it's like nine or nine or 14.99 or something like that but it's it's oh, great it. yeah and again you have to have the music on there but it's um it's super easy to use you can put all the um, marks and markers you want it's got a great loop function so you can play it back and around and around. And then you can also um, you can also take the instrument out. So if you want to play along with a recording without the instrument in there, then you can just do the opposite and and take that frequency and just completely remove it. And you can target it. It's crazy, man. Technology. That's I know. Right. I'm, <laughs> we're so we're so lucky to be alive right now. It's crazy, man. <laughs> It's crazy between that and being able to have like lessons with all your heroes. If for most of your heroes anyway, like online, you can almost take a lesson right? with anybody. So. So then um, as, as we got lost in this, I, th I think it's cool, though, for people to know these <laughs> options of slow downers and all these things that are out there. Oh, absolutely. Like, I had no idea about this YouTube. I knew you could slow it down again with the gear. I didn't know there was an actual extension. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So do you loop it then? Do you use the loop extension as well? Not not really. Uh, I probably should. Uh, but I, I like to listen to a passage, pause it and then notate that passage and then move on. Um, you, you, once you do a bunch of transcription work, you start to get the short-term memory phrasing unlocked, I guess. Uh, you can listen to like, you know, at first maybe it might be a, 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 a bar or two phrase and you're like, okay, I can, I can remember that. I'll pause it and put it down. And then you get comfortable enough that you can listen to four, six, eight bars and be able to memorize for the most part, what, what is happening. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of it, just like music. It's like anything you work on. It's a it's a muscle, and you you have to work on that muscle for it to to get stronger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then you take it, you you type it in, you you kind of 
you, you get a, a bare bones idea, but then you have this, like you said, this making making it pretty portion. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, which seems like an also another very time consuming thing. So then, what's the you, you get the you get the idea of it, and then what are the the next steps to make it look so good to where you're like, because this is a step that you don't have to take. You're doing this. I mean, for people really, because yeah. you, you've learned it and the the version you have it would be just fine but then you take it this extra step which is so cool yeah, I mean, yeah I've, I've i've seen enough sheet music from people over the years that have given me a headache just like trying to read it and then trying to see where sections are and like i have to make my own markings which is fine like uh but it's also nice to have a uh, piece of music that you can read and, and clearly identify because like at the end of the day uh, when you're reading music, it's just another language, right? It's just like if someone were to format a book and they had, you know, one idea on one page and maybe half of an idea on one page. And then it started on like five pages later and you're like, what in the world is going on? Uh, and so in, in, in Western music, we're really comfortable with, with reading usually, you know, four bars a line. It's, it's a pretty comfortable thing to kind of aim for. And so I shot for that. Uh, and some things might be a little bit different, but I tried to make it so that when you read it through, uh, it's, it's just, it just makes a little bit more sense. It kind of like, it gives you an idea of the arrangement of the song without me having to write the arrangement out for you. Uh, so I, which, which, which is great. Cause you can look at the sheet music and be like, Oh, that's section one. There's a double bar line. And then it switches to a page where it's his solo next. Um, so it's just kind of like a, a way of, of trying to hand you the arrangement without actually having to write it down. Because the arrangements are super fun on that album. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Again, like it's just I, it was I had no idea it was coming out. And to me, it was just like one of the greatest mandolin gifts ever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've been waiting. I just never figured. I just figured it was never nobody was ever going to tackle it. And it would just be one of those things or it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was just i'll listen to it and enjoy it that way but this is like a whole yeah. new way and it's also maybe just go back and rediscover how much i love that album <laughs> right that was my big thing is i i went back and listened to it and forgot about parts that happened or forgot about sections that happened or solos or other instrument solos and i was like man this album is just so so good and I also love how you put little notes in there like, I added this in here. It's not on the recording, but Thiele does it live, and I think it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's because I looked at all those YouTube videos, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, he played Song for a Young Queen uh, by himself in Rockwood, and there's just really terrible video on YouTube, at least terrible quality. Um, where Like, you can kind of see what he's doing, but it's just, it's not great. But you can hear him play it by himself, and it's like, that is so cool. And he does stuff that, you know... He's basically filling in the other instruments. So I always love seeing that kind of stuff. This is just like so amazing, the amount of work that you've that you've put into this. Yeah. And, you know, you know, it's funny. I will say what's really funny. You mentioned, you know, uh, looking at these songs and being being like, wow, that's so cool to see them. There are definitely a few songs in this book and I can definitely point them out where I got sort of tired I was near the end of the transcription process and I'm like, all right, I have been doing this for way too long. I kind of want this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so a, a few examples, uh, definitely uh, club gross was one of those where it was my last transcription. Cause I, I saved it to the end. Cause I'm like, it's not that it's that difficult, but it's just, it's just weird. And it's, it's just like, 
Ah, oh, man, I don't know. This one, there's no no videos I've ever seen of him playing this uh, live. So the fingerings, no clue. So I had to, it was a really like, I had to really listen, take my knowledge of Thiele fingerings from all the transcriptions I've done before and kind of make it make sense. Uh, and so you, if you look at the beginning of Club Gross, uh, the intro, I did not even write out. I didn't even bother. <laughs> I listened to it. I'm like, I really don't. It's probably something really simple. And I just don't feel like writing that out. So there's like two, the two last notes of that intro going into the melody. I wrote in there and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's well, funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining. Um, so going, let's start with the Tony Rice one. Most difficult. Most difficult song off of that? Most one difficult for, for you to transcribe, the one that gave you let's, the most uh, headaches that you're like, oh my gosh. And we'll go album by album to see which Ooh, one that you... That's great. Yeah. Let me pull this one up. Okay, so the Tony Rice one, I have the, the hardest one I found to play on the mandolin. Uh, let's see, where is it? It's definitely I Wonder Where You Are Tonight. Oh no, that's not it. Sorry. It's... Uh, it's in B flat. Where is it at? Ain't nobody going to miss me when I'm gone. Oh, wow. Uh, it just doesn't lay right on the mandolin. None of it does. <laughs> it's just, it's in B flat and just none of it lays out good. Cause there's bends in there and you have to worry about that. And just the sliding and stuff. It's just, it's a real, if you want a real challenge, uh, learn that one. Cause it's not fun, <laughs> but also B flat. So like, right. Right. Me. Um, honestly, I don't think there was any really, tough ones uh to transcribe necessarily in tony rice's i definitely had to like you said i'd run out of uh i'd run out of range on the bottom of my instrument and so i had to you know kind of transpose things and make them fit more nicely uh if that's if that's english Uh, (laughs) i think so (laughs) i think yeah i would have to say that one's probably probably the most weird one on there Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of this language applies so well on the mandolin like it's so bluesy it's so once you get used to it it's kind of kind of flows really nicely yeah i mean he's got such great taste in uh notes too that it's yeah yeah it's really just open some things up that you know you you wouldn't necessarily maybe play on mandolin exactly it's it's just cool to see for mandolin Mm -hmm. it's just stuff i nerd out on all right how about uh sleep with one eye open Okay, I, okay. This is funny. There is one song missing from from this album, uh, Mississippi Waltz. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, it's it is missing. Uh, the reason is there are a few three four songs or slower songs in this album. And transcribing Thiele with slower songs, uh, for example, who picked Waltz, uh, is so so hard to do because he's feeling the three four. Uh, some of his phrasings is either feeling it in triplet phrasing or he's feeling it uh, like swung and it's just it's really hard to notate that uh, without like switching back and forth and I probably did that a few times in, in that transcription so I got I got around to Mississippi Waltz and I actually have it half finished on my computer and I was just like I can't, I literally can't take it anymore. I can't <laughs> transcribe another slow song. And feel these. Uh, so I just did, 
oops but also it's a it's a slow song so you can it's it's you know you can learn it slow down which is nice uh but oopic waltz was definitely the one i had the most trouble with and actually you should compare this one to the the i transcribed the same song back in like maybe 2014 or 15 right when i was learning how to read music and you can see just a big difference in how i how i went about transcribing it uh i think that transcription's on mandolin cafe somewhere floating around uh i'll find a link just, to it yeah it's just funny that one was tough but as far as like the hardest one to play off of that album mm-hmm. uh there's just a there's just a few quick ones on that album that just really get underneath my my nails uh like rabbit in a log i learned all those solos uh off that one but man is it just so fast <laughs> it's so yeah. fast yeah that's a quick one Ugh, and again like just the, the phrasing time. you know what i mean like he doesn't it's it's just, a lot of times it's just not as it's doesn't lay under the fingers like you would think it would lay under the fingers or way a lot of songs he's just so unique exactly and like the cool thing about looking at this album in particular is that a lot of the ideas that he's playing aren't out of the blue like looking at the chords and what he's doing passing by a lot of its chromaticism uh a lot of its phrasings that you know is kind of in the bluegrass idiom that people just know uh for example actually let's see if i have a mandolin laying around i know i do (laughs) if anybody Uh, does it is you (laughs) yeah i I definitely do uh it's funny because i have i have one of the gills upstairs in this room that i'm in and i have my nugget kind of laying around downstairs so whenever i don't have to walk back back up the stairs to get another mandolin that's what (laughs) i love it (laughs) it's really lazy of me but that's just kind of how it goes um he does uh Uh, there it is uh, uh, down three octaves and if you listen to a lot of his solos at least bluegrass sea tunes he plays that quite a bit that that kind of that similar to that phrasing and all that is is just the same shape up and down the, the octave and it's a pretty like typical bluegrass thing to hear not only from mandolin but other other instruments as well that's neat to figure out like those like finding those things like those keys too and you figure out like oh yeah everybody's got their thing everybody's got their you know bag of tricks that you know you can pull from <laughs> yeah it's i mean everyone does to a, to a certain degree and some some players are just like Thiele always blows my mind just because like i hear these things that he does that he does often and i i can i can pick them out uh but he always surprises me in a solo yeah that's Always. what makes him so great man and i also love like anytime i've ever seen him live it's like i've never seen the same thing twice when it comes to breaks it seems like he's just like just off to the races and letting everything happen yeah and one one inspirational thing to take from from his soloing is like take church street blues off of the new punch brothers album uh that kind of they're an f grabbing a mandolin they're an f they're uh they're playing in five four and uh he's he's going off of this kind of like repeated notes uh something like that roughly um and the cool thing is i've seen a bunch of live videos of him on youtube playing this song with the punch brothers and he takes that rough idea of kind of this like uh repeated note jumping to other notes idea and and putting it into different phrases so 
it's kind of the same solo, but it, it's not. He's just taking the, the musical ideas. So if you're ever lacking of inspiration on solos, take a musical idea and then learn how to uh, kind of expound upon that. Yeah, that's great, man. And then, I mean, not all who wander. What was the, <laughs> what are those? What's what's the hardest to transcribe, and then the uh, oh. hardest to play? Oh boy, you really asked the question here. <laughs> uh, hardest to transcribe from that album has to be. For some reason, I had a real tough time with "Riddles in the Dark." Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's like a tune I never learned. I never really saw him play that live. Uh, so that was just like, and plus it's just him and banjo and it's just, it's really hard to tell what they're playing sometimes. So that one was, that one was weird. I remember having a a hard time on, uh, the timing of, I think it's the last song, uh, on the album. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. It's (laughs) probably really simple. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that guy. No worries. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was... I'm trying to look for the specific phrasing where this happens. I don't know where exactly it is, but you can listen to those songs and, and the, the timing is just like, oh, here, the four, even just the, the fourth bar where he goes to a G chord. I don't know if I'm transcribing this right or where the one is. Mm-hmm. I think I'm close, yeah. but, you know, just trying to put the timing into sheet music and make it make sense. This is how it made sense to me, but I don't even know if that's how he's playing it. I have... You know, I know that's the fingerings, but the timing, he kind of slows down. It's kind of like airy. So it's tough. Yeah, I it's bet. real tough. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, I, I can believe it. <laughs> and the hardest one to play, they all have their own unique challenges. Like if you're looking for speed, Big Sam Thompson at the very end, to play what he's playing at that speed, because uh, he's playing in whatever position that is, but it's, you know, he's playing a lot of hand around pole offs, but he has this, if you look at phrase, uh, like bar 99, this is really specific. Uh, he does across three strings. He does uh, a cross picking uh, pattern at a tempo that is just unreal. <laughs> and so those things just always blow my mind. Like if you're looking to try to gain speed on an instrument, you got to start slow. Uh, but if you start speeding up these difficult things, uh, you soon realize where you're going to fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's one of them for me. Oh man, that's great. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing this work. I mean, it's, uh, oh my gosh, my dog's barking. Hey, <laughs> no, don't worry. My dad's, my dad's drilling something downstairs Perfect. With, a, with a drill. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, just the fact that you've, you've, you've tackled these, and then not just saved them for yourself and that you're making them available for people, which is really awesome, man. And especially, um, I mean, I know that album has been like a uh, just a game changer for so many players. And so for people to be able to uh, actually have a have a fighting chance at learning this stuff now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's I've really had, great. I've had so many people come like on, on either Reddit or YouTube and just be like, hey, this means so much that you do this. Like this album was so uh inspiring to me and it was the same thing for me it's like this album was just legendary when i listened to it i'm like there is no way ever i'm going to be able to play these things or actually learn them um and i I just hope this book can be an inspiration for everyone yeah it was already an inspiration for me i mean it's just all you know 
all week long it's just again like reliving this wonderful album and then just trying to figure out now of like i've been enjoying it but now taking the uh the time where am i gonna start <laughs> so, uh, yes <laughs> and also figuring all the things on song for young queen i was definitely doing incorrectly <laughs> oh i i i was playing the whole first part i was picking it wrong the whole time were you starting on a downstroke i was starting on a downstroke yeah i watched a video i'm like that son of a gun is starting with an upstroke he is he absolutely <laughs> is and i i learned it wrong like i still ha- i'm still reversing what i learned before so yeah. you always learn something new that's great so spe- so any hints what could possibly be next is there something that you've already you're already in the throes of already or is it uh oh uh, you top know this secret? just this just came out this week. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for no, me, for me, it seems like you might already have two done. <laughs> no, it's, it's a I week. definitely have. I have an idea of one. Cool. I can I can tell you it's it's not a big deal because yeah. uh, I haven't even started it yet. Um, but I'm gonna take the G minor, uh, the G minor box G minor sonata. Is it a partita or sonata? I always forget. I think it's sonata, and uh, I'm gonna transcribe. Not quite Sealy's fingerings, but it's going to be pretty close. Uh, it's kind of what I use for fingerings. Uh, so that'll be available. I'll have a tab and the sheet music for that. Hopefully that'll happen. You know, that shouldn't take me too long because I've, I've learned all those and they're kind of under my fingers now. But I think that, I mean, along, I'm going to have various Sealy things like the familiarity thing. I'm going to try to get out soon. Uh, Jessamine's real just to just to give uh, uh, an exact copy instead of the mandolin cafe one i did that's kind of like so so right <laughs> yeah and i think i have someone who wanted bittersweet real oh yeah his because there's a mel bay book out of that album of Sealy's second album and i you know i don't want to i don't want to be mean but the, the tabs are wrong yeah <laughs> just, no that right. happens a lot there's actually a uh guitar player out there on youtube who went out and bought all these like like he's a metal guitar player, but he's like, let's try and learn Metallica or whatever, um, according to the book. And it's just it's, a, it's astounding, <laughs> like how much, you know, how many of these books were they probably sold a hundred thousand Metallica guitar books and like just all these errors. And like these are these and they're learning wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's completely believable, man. I mean, there was so one we talked about act- off the air that was like, oh, this isn't the song. Yeah, but I don't want to. Exactly. Well, actually, <laughs> this this also brings me to another point too. Is is two things. If anybody on this podcast wants uh, a specific Thiele song, uh, and I can't promise I'll get get around to it, but uh, I always love taking suggestions from people. That's awesome. Um, and secondly, I actually wanted to to make a few songs from this this latest Thiele release book free to people who visit your website. Oh um, man! So. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to pick a couple songs that, that you like and it'll kind of be your your preference. So let right. me know what those are. I will. Uh, I have to. I got to think about that because that's I'll yeah, that's about a, it. Yeah. And then I will. Um, And then I will. Uh, Then I will edit it in here and I'll message you. So and then. So is there a song out there, a mandolin song that you have not tackled yet? That's kind of like a dream song to you or something that you're just like i just don't even know how to approach it yet um i'm trying to think there's i mean honestly when i listen to some classical pieces or some some indian classical pieces they blow my mind because they are just so otherworldly to what i'm used to uh that it's just like 
even thinking about trying to learn that or transcribe it really blows my mind. Uh, so I would have to say something something along the lines of that. Because a lot of the bluegrass stuff I feel pretty comfortable with. There's stuff out there that's definitely hard to transcribe. I'm not saying that. but Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, like you've spent so much time transcribing. It is like it is like it's a muscle. It's weird. Like, you know, even for, like simple examples, like sometimes, you know, you, you can hear a fiddle tune at a jam and you've just like if you played a bunch and learned a bunch of fiddle tunes, there's motifs and like, oh, this is similar to and you can pick it up. You know, and oh, exactly. so I'd imagine, you know, after doing something very difficult, you can hear very difficult things and have an idea like, oh, I know how that would be approached, you know. And again, that's exactly that's, so that's my advice for anybody is just just go out there and work on what it is that you that you hear and and want to learn. Just slow it down, take it slow and do it, because it really is the more you do it. It, it, it really does become much easier to hear things and, and and grasp an idea of like, oh, I you can hear something on the radio and be like, I know exactly what they're doing, <laughs> you know, and then oh, go exactly. home and do it. It's a, it's so exactly. cool to feel that. I always got that, that feeling when I when I listen to songs on the radio and can pick out the chords. Like, try instead of the melody, try just picking out the chords, and like you'll start to realize that songs they're not that they're formulaic, but they they follow a lot of the same patterns, so that you learn one song, maybe you learn a bluegrass song and then you listen to a pop song and you're like, is that the same chord progression? Cause it probably is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, just one more time, where can everybody find you, Jake? Uh, obviously your Patreon. Yeah. My Patreon's just uh, patreon.com slash Jake Howard music. And actually that Jake Howard music moniker is for my Facebook, for my Instagram, for my website. You just go to jakehowardmusic.com. Uh, you can find me there as well. Uh, fantastic. And also, you know, I'm lurking, lurking around on Bandling Cafe and all those fun websites too. So yeah, I can't believe you lurk you on Reddit. That's a talk yeah, about right? a uh, gut check. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have somebody, doesn't matter how good something is that you post, somebody's going to tear you down on Reddit. It's like, they just love it. Oh, it's oh, the it's, war as a black hole. <laughs> it's the internet, baby. <laughs> it is. It is. So dude, thank you so much for doing this. And thank you for what you do for the uh, mandolin community, man. I really, really, truly, I appreciate it. Oh man, that means a lot. Well, I, I appreciate being back on the podcast and you know, I hope, I hope to see you and everyone who's listening at a concert or wherever. Absolutely. All right, there you go. Go follow Jake Howard on his Patreon and uh, cheers everybody. Talk to y'all next week.